0: If you're looking for a way to be a helper during this time, truly one of the best ways to get involved at Mental Health Association Oklahoma is to make a donation. Anything will help us continue to serve our participants during this difficult time. So visit Mental Health Association Oklahoma's Facebook page and donate on the COVID-19 Relief Fund or go to mhaok.org and hit the donate button at the top of the page.
1: Buying your book from the Big River Company, as sometimes we call them in, in our in our world, you know that they're not doing they're not doing QPR training. That's just a way to be able to help support us and help support Mental Health Association
2: Oklahoma. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. And on today's episode, we have our very good friend, Pat Kowitzel of Magic City Books. He's not only our friend, he's also part of our family, really, because his wife is Jillian, Mental Health Association, Oklahoma's grant writer, Supreme. She is amazing, amazing, amazing. And uh, Pat is definitely a part of our family. So, Pat, I'm so glad to have you here on the Mental Health Download. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm really excited to be talking to you. Yeah, most definitely. So you did us a wonderful and great favor. Magic City Books has this wonderful place on its website for book recommendations and Looks like you got the Chamber Music Tulsa has a book list recommendation and the Mental Health Association has a book list recommendation. And the link for that is in the show notes. So you can check it out there. And that's what we're going to be talking a lot about. But before we get started, can you just give people an overview of what Magic City Books is? Sure.
1: Yeah. So uh, Magic City Books is Tulsa's nonprofit independent bookstore. We opened the doors in November of 2017. But before we opened the shop, we were running events as a, a program called BookSmart Tulsa, the sound of a Jeff Martin back in 2011. And BookSmart Tulsa brought authors and and speakers to Tulsa to talk about books and and literature and stuff. And that is where kind of the idea for Magic City Books grew out of that. Our co-founder, Cindy Halsey, was there from day one of Magic City Books and, and brought the store kind of into fruition. We opened the doors in November of 2017 and have been going strong ever since. Between our, the events that we program ourselves and our partnership events with organizations like Tulsa Town Hall, Chamber of Music Tulsa, and of course, Mental Health Association Oklahoma, we do over 150 programs a year. That's a little different these days with the social distancing and some of the measures that are in place. And, and we haven't been able to have that robust calendar for the, for the short time being, but we're excited about getting back to it.
2: Okay. So what's going on with the bookstore right now during the time of COVID? Right
1: now we have, as you mentioned, we have a, a partnership with the site bookshop.org. They work with independent bookstores like Magic City all over the country and allow for places like us to have an online bookstore. And so we've got that going on right now. And people can be on our website and on your website to find that, that shop and be able to shop for the books that are on that Mental Health Association list, as well as just the other books that they're looking for, for entertainment or for education and, and whatever they may be needing. We also are doing a subscription service where people can select either fiction or history and current events or memoir and essay and be able to do that. And we're kind of adding new things all the time, being able to get books in the hands of readers all
2: over Tulsa. Awesome. And what is your role there?
1: So as buyer and author program coordinator, it's a little different these days because we're still looking at the books that are coming out in the summer and later this year. And I'm I'm still looking through those lists to be able to get the books into the store and 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 have books on the shelves when we're able to reopen but from a program standpoint it is now you know these. Our programs have kind of been replaced with these subscription services and mailboxes and and care packages and things like that that we're doing. And so that's what it's been a lot of these days.
2: Okay. All right. Let's jump into this list. So you were kind enough to reach out to me and said, "Hey, let's do a mental health association book list." And I was like, "Okay." And so I sent out a bunch of emails to our staff. We're all working from home, and I think they were all very excited to have a non COVID related activity to do. <laughs> so thank you <laughs> and so we ended up I was just shooting for like 10 books and we got a lot more than that and so I know in talking with our staff as they submitted them why they chose a lot of these books and so I can give a little bit of insight there but my question for you Pat is had you heard of any of these books and had you read any of the, these books?
1: both I have I have heard of many of them heard of the authors of others uh, without necessarily knowing the specific title before the list was put out, and then had read a, a handful of them as well. There are a lot of them that we that have been and continue to be strong sellers, and and have a very general interest, and and people that they while they have a a, a touch with. The mental health world. It's also for a wider readership. And there are other things that are very, very specific and important. But also, you know, that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of readers still for those titles, but that they're a little bit more specific to people to a, to practitioners or people who are interested in learning a little bit more about maybe some some things that they can do to help cope during this time.
2: Yeah, and and some of these books are actually ones that Magic City Books sold at our Zero Mental Health Symposium. That Pat does such a wonderful job at. You actually sell the books of uh, keynote speakers and others at the event, and you actually do very well selling them. So that's always awesome. So. So let's just pick a pick a book, Pat, to talk about the one one you've read off this list.
1: So I wanted to kind of go down actually a little bit to the bottom uh, of the list, which is "The Tipping Point" by Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, um,
2: Mike Mike Bros actually added that to oh, the list. Oh, wonderful! Yeah,
1: yeah. So Gladwell is probably known to just about every listener of the podcast. He has a very popular podcast of his own. He's written a number of nonfiction books that always kind of wind up at the top of the bestseller list. And the Tipping Point was, for a lot of people, I think their introduction to Malcolm Gladwell and, and kind of has created a, a style that he is, he's had a lot of success with and, and has been ripped off uh, by a lot of writers and, and podcast hosts, I think, as well. So Gladwell talks a little bit about... And, and I think Tipping Point is a book for our time now as much as ever. COVID-19 needs that tipping point. We need to, social distancing needs that tipping point to have everyone finally stay inside, stay removed from each other so that the virus just dies out. If we can reverse it, it will be cut, will be because of the principles of the tipping point. If we can't reverse it, it will be because of the principles of the tipping point <laughs> that it is tipped over uh, to the other side. So it's certainly one, it, it deals with a lot of things. And one of the great things that I think Gladwell does in a lot of his books is that he uses many, many examples. So it touches on music or it touches on, you know, history or it touches on politics or it touches on sports or whatever it might be. And so it it gives a way in for readers, no matter what their own interests are, that they can kind of relate to, to one of the subjects of the book.
2: Nice. All right. Yeah. Pick another book, Pat. Another one,
1: and this is one that I read is is the one that we have right ahead of that one on the list is Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance uh, by Robert Persig. And this is a book that has been in print and sells consistently for generation after generation. This is a book that would have probably been selling pretty well this time of year as we're getting into graduation season, as we get into Father's Day. It, it is just a very internal book. It is something that a lot of people, a lot of listeners may have read at an earlier time in their life and kind of returning to that book now and, and rethinking about some of those ideas about you know, just finding yourself and finding yourself through work, through thought, and, and through your relationships with others.
2: Okay, well, that leads perfectly into the book I want to talk about, which is the lone book I had, I could have added a lot of books onto this list, but I wanted to leave it open for others to add. But the one book that is on this list, because I wanted it to be is along those lines of Zen. So it's the Mind Illuminated, a complete meditation guide integrating Buddhist wisdom and brain science for greater mindfulness. And so I'm so glad this is on the list because I have, I've been on a journey with meditation for several years now. and and it's been a wonderful, as people on, of the podcast may know, I always say it's uh, two things that keep me going are my two M's, mindfulness and medication. <laughs> Prozac is yes. lovely. Yes. And so, but and so I've read and I've read and I've read and I've listened and I've listened to guides and all kinds of stuff. And only, I swear to God, like I did not find this book until I needed a book to read for quarantine. And so I found this book it and it is amazing. And it's very simple, I think. And it's, you know, it's really kind of the, it's a how-to meditation guide from a neuroscientist who's also an acclaimed meditation master. So Dr. John Yates, he offers a new and fascinating model of how the mind works, including steps to overcome mind wandering and dullness, extending your attention span while meditating and subduing subtle distractions. And that is And honestly, full transparency here, I'm always, I'm probably one of the biggest meditation advocates that you'll meet, but I've been during the time of COVID, I've been having a hard time because my brain... It just won't settle down and I know meditation is the key, but I've been you know grasping for something to help me get grounded and music's been helping but I am I'm, I'm full into this book right now and trying to claw my way back into mindfulness because we could all use that. so that is my recommendation. All right, so Pat, next book.
1: Well, there are a couple of books on here that we were, partnering with uh, organizations around the city and brought those authors to Tulsa in 2019. And I wanted to talk about two of them. The first one is Biased by Jennifer Eberhardt. Dr. Eberhardt is a, a professor, I believe, at Stanford in California. in California. I know she's in California. I think it's at Stanford. And she wrote this book about uncovering the hidden prejudices that shape what we see, think, and do. And it's really, it's, while it is, she's academic, it's It's academic, but it is still readable and and something that a lay person without a PhD in psychology or a master's in social work would be able to pick up and be able to get through and get through these ideas. She is really talking about, you know, we all have these biases, and the key to getting through it and getting ahead is to recognize where they are and know where they exist for each of us and then move past that with that knowledge. And I think that that's such an important. Thing to be thinking about, whether it is, you know, people in our community that are experiencing homelessness or substance abuse, or and, and and we just it's it's easy to kind of try and tell yourself that you don't think a certain way until you're in a situation where you're faced with somebody that's that's different or experiencing a difficulty, and and then you behave in a, in a different way. And so it's just it's a very Self-examination kind of book that that really allows you to to grow a little bit the more that you read it. That's one, and the other one that I wanted to mention, which you I know that you read and and enjoyed, is Joe Height's book Unnecessary Sorrow. Joe is a friend of ours whose family owns uh, Best of Books down in Edmond, and another great. Oklahoma independent bookstore and and Joe wrote a very, very personal book about the life of his brother. His older brother was a Catholic priest who wound up being kind of kicked out of the priesthood and and was living on his own and, and doing okay, but had a had a very unfortunate incident with law enforcement officers a couple of decades ago and, and wound up losing his life. And, and it took a long time for Joe to write this book. Joe's a journalist by training and, and an award-winning journalist. And this book reads uh, like someone who had that background, but it also is extremely personal because it's about his brother and, and somebody that he loved very much. And, and it took a long time because of that for him to kind of be able to, to get around the entire issue.
2: There's so many good books on this list. I'm going to pick Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City by Matthew Desmond. This is a New York Times bestseller, won a Pulitzer Prize, named one of Times 10 best nonfiction books of the decade. And this is one of these books that circulated around Mental Health Association Oklahoma when it came out, because, you know, this is Mental Health Association Oklahoma. We, We serve people who need a safe, decent and affordable place to live. And a lot of the times the people we serve have been evicted from other housing. And, you know, maybe that played a role in their ending up experiencing homelessness. And so I just think that right now, especially, I think it's really, it shows how much compassion is being shown in a way that maybe hasn't in a long time. Because what I'm hearing is that a lot of landlords are not evicting people. During this time of COVID, it's something that Mental Health Association, Oklahoma, you know, we have about 1,500 units of housing in Tulsa and, you know, about 130 in Oklahoma City. And we are not evicting people because you can't. That is cruel. It is. And so, but I think this book, Evicted, it, it gives you a unique understanding of, as this book summation says, a unique understanding of poverty and economic exploitation you know, while providing fresh ideas for solving one of the 21st century's most devastating problems. And so highly, highly recommend that. So okay, you pick a book now.
1: I wanted to mention this is a this is a book that I think maybe some people would be surprised to see on the list from Mental Association of Oklahoma Black Wall Street by Hannibal Johnson. This is a book about the Greenwood district in Tulsa. It is not solely about the race massacre in 1921. It's about, it's really a history of the district, the neighborhood, its growth to prominence. It does talk about the race massacre, but it also comes forward and and reaches beyond that and, and what has happened with that space. I know that Hannibal is at work on his uh, kind of a a bit of a follow up to this book that's going to be published later this spring or summer and you know we don't know a lot of things are getting pushed things that would have come out in April or May are getting pushed to later in the year but he does have a new book that's that's going to be coming out but i know that with everything that's happening in our community for the next year and a half i mean this has been before covid kind of took its spot in the news race massacre 1921 the, the centennial anniversary of that is, is coming up in a year. And and I know that a lot of organizations, including Mental Health Association Oklahoma, are really focusing on on the impact of the race massacre and how it has stretched through for a century. I think that COVID as a, as a worldwide epidemic is going to have that same kind of impact on a, on a worldwide scale. This is not something that's going to be forgotten in three years or 30 years or... Probably a hundred years. It is something that, that we're going to continue to be coming back to. But for Black Wall Street is is one of many many books that we have here at Magic City dealing with and and talking about the race massacre. It is a work of nonfiction. There are a lot of novels for adults and for young readers about about the massacre and and about the the things that are happening that happened in and around that time. But Black Wall Street is probably the first place to go as far as kind of getting information about that. And, and from a books about our city standpoint, it's right up there, probably on the Mount Rushmore of books about Tulsa and, and Northeastern Oklahoma with Killers of the Flower Moon and The Outsiders. And probably the fourth spot is anybody's guess. But I'd say that, I'd say that this is one of those spots up there on on that. Um,
2: Rushmore Tulsa Box. And as Pat knows, because his wife is helping us write the grants that are supporting this, the Zero Mental Health Symposium this year, the October 1st and 2nd, the theme of the Zero Mental Health Symposium this year is Healing from Historical Trauma. And Hannibal B. Johnson is uh, the writer of Black Wall Street, is in fact going to be one of our keynote speakers. And also, while we're shamelessly plugging our Zero Mental Health Symposium, I'm going to say Robert Sapolsky is on this list. His book, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. He spoke at the Zero Symposium several years ago, or a couple years ago, and it was phenomenal and hilarious. And that book is. Fantastic. I love that book. Let's see. The one I'm scrolling down to is yet another Zero Mental Health Symposium keynote speaker for this year, Dr. Cornell West. And his book, Brother West, Living and Loving Out Loud, a memoir is on this list. If you get a chance, read this book. It is, I read it before the symposium and it is just, it is a wonderful, wonderful read. And it really kind of gives you, especially if you're planning on seeing Dr. West when he comes back, it really kind of g- gives you some more context for when you see him on stage. He was born in Tulsa. He still has family in Tulsa. And so the race massacre is very much something he is familiar with, is something that weighs heavy on his heart. And so for him to come back is going to be unfreaking believable Okay, you, you pick a book.
1: Okay. I was which, which was the one I wanted to talk about? Well, I wanted to talk about the, the first two books on the list when we were talking about Zero Mental Health or the Zero Symposium. Last year, 2019, two of the keynote speakers were, are on the top of this list. And that is Esme Weijin Wang, whose essay collection, The Collected Schizophrenias, and Dr. Carl Hart whose book called High Price, a neuroscientist's journey of self-discovery that challenges everything you know about drugs in society. These two were extremely popular books from the Mental Health Symposium because they were two terrifically captivating speakers. Esme, in particular, you know, as soon as, as, soon as her keynote address was done... People were rushing to get to, to to me to be able to pick up a copy of her book. It was one that we that that we continue to sell throughout the symposium, and 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 I thought that I'd had a lot of copies on hand to be able to handle whatever demand there was for it at the symposium, and I did not. We were sold out of that book. We were sold out of Dr. Hart's book. We were sold out of just about everything that I brought over this year, this last year, and and so, and it wasn't anything special that I was doing for certain. It was all you know, these, these individuals and, and the way that they told their stories. And so, you know, essay collections tend to be a really excellent place that we send uh, readers who maybe haven't been engaged in reading very much. If there's people who are sitting at home with a lot of time on their hands and not really knowing what it is that they should be reading, essay collections can be a great place because, they move on, you know, you're you're reading something for 20 pages or 30 pages, and then it, it moves on to the next thing. If if one doesn't grab your attention right away, just skip forward and, and read the next one. They're not really intended to be something that you read chapter one, then chapter two, then chapter three. It's something that you read essay one, and then maybe you skip forward to essay six and uh, and read that. And, and maybe you put it down for a little while after that and, and read something else and then come back to it later. But they're not straightforward narratives. And, and that makes them really nice for for people who maybe aren't used to reading a lot in their spare time. And then Dr. Hart's book is 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 also a personal story and that's and that's something that you see a lot of the of the 30 books that are on this list there are a lot of memoirs and and personal narratives whether those are essay collections or memoirs or or Books kind of about someone that is personal, like Joe's book and also Kay Redfield Jameson's books uh, that are on this list are, are very personal as well. And and Dr. Hart's book is is really about you know the stigma that we've put against drug use. And and Dr. Hart is is an advocate for really, you know, drastically changing the criminality of drug use and 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 you may remember better than I do. I, I believe he's, you know, what he really advocates for is complete decriminalization yes, of of drug use, and 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 backs that up. It's not just because right. you know he wants to <laughs> to have more fun, or he thinks that you know or he's got his, his family wants to have more fun, or something like that. This is this is based in science. He's he's a he's a very highly accomplished neuroscientist, and uh, and so this is not coming from just you know, some some guy on a late night talk show. This is somebody who is working in hospitals, is has has seen the effects of the criminality of drug use and and what that has done to our society and and sees that there's just a better way around
2: that. Yeah. This is so much fun, Pat. I
1: agree. I agree.
2: Okay. We should uh, be doing this all the time. We should. All right. So I'm going to start closing this thing down, but I did, I mean, I love, there's so many of these books that I just love and love and love, but I did a lot of people I think are going to ask me when this list comes or is already out. They want to know the books that Mike Bros personally recommended. And I'll share a few things that I recall because I called him on the phone and we did this list together and it was him literally going through his like library and so all right so his his first book was zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance which pat talked about and then tipping point which pat talked about and then upstream the quest to solve problems before they happen by dan heath this is something you know when you talk to mike bros you cannot get out of a conversation with him without talking about working upstream and that means you know. Working on prevention, I I actually asked him, I was like, Mike, is this is this why you talk about upstream so much? He was like, no, I've been using that for a long time. But this is kind of if people ask me about that, this is a book I point to. So I thought that was really fascinating.
1: And probably the newest book on the list. It just was published, I think, this spring came out a month ago. March third, so so this is one that that most of the people listening. I mean, some of the books that we've talked about. I know people are going to say, "Well, yeah, tipping point." I read that. Biased. I read that when she came. I read those books when the symposium came and that sort of thing. This is this is one that uh, just came out. March 3rd. And so this is one definitely to add to your to read list.
2: So the other Rose recommended books is a mother's reckoning living in the aftermath of tragedy by Sue Klebold. She is the, the mother of Dylan Klebold, who, you know, was involved in the Columbine High School massacre. She's actually become a huge mental health advocate. She's, I know, she spoke at the the National Mental Health America conference. This is just a heart destroying book, but you know, she's so courageous to step out and 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 explain what it's like to go through something as. Unimaginable as that. Let's see. The Invention of Yesterday, A 50,000-Year History of Human Culture, Conflict and Connection. Bros recommended that. And then Biased. And... Evicted, and White Fragility. Bros really, he loves this book, uh, White, R- White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism. You know, this is something I would highly recommend anyone read. We talk a lot about implicit bias, and we've talked about that at the Zero Symposium. This is an eye-opener. Definitely want to check that book, book out. And then I think what the the first book, actually, that, that Bros recommended is this book, Freud and Man's Soul. An important reinterpretation of Freudian theory by Bruno Bettelheim. Sorry, sorry, Bruno. And this is the book that that Mike wants me to read, and because I haven't read it, he's like, "You have to read this book," and I will read this book because I'm in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really, it's this this uh, summation is not very long, so I'm going to read it. So. Has Sigmund Freud been seriously misunderstood? The author of The Uses of Enchantment argues that mistranslation has distorted Freud's work in English and led students to see a system intended to cooperate flexibly with individual needs as a set of rigid rules to be applied by external authority. This provocative argument cuts through the myths to reveal a greater, more compassionate and also far more disturbing figure. So yeah, I'm in. I will read that book. And guess what, everybody? You can purchase these all online on Magic City's wonderful page that they've collected all of these amazing lists on. And so, Pat, I'm going to leave it to you. Tell people again how they can find this list and why they should purchase their books from this list. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So, we now have a shop link on our website, magiccitybooks.com at the top of the page if you're on a desktop computer or a laptop. If you are on your phone, there's a you know menu that you can pull down and be able to shop that way. And then that's right there on that homepage of the of our bookshop page. There's a lot of lists, the Mental Health Association book lists. We've got a lot of book lists from our staff that you know their favorite books and what they've what they've been reading recently. Buying your book from us is supporting a local business, and I think everyone has been seeing you know, how important that is these days. This is the lifeblood of a community, these small businesses and restaurants and, and local people that, that you know, these are where your neighbors are working. These are where your friends and family are working. And and so that's helping us kind of be able to keep that going and helps us be able to continue to bring great authors and, and those events to town. And, you know, that's something that we will... Are really excited about starting to do again whenever we are able to get that going <laughs> right. again. But you know that's that's where that is. And and you know the other thing when we've done when we've partnered with organizations in the past, and and our partnership with Mental Health Association allows you know to help defray some of the costs to the organization of putting on those events. And so when we've done those speakers, we also you know Matt and I partnered two years ago on on on, on an event where we did a. a Big reading of Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential and the proceeds from the books sold that day in the store helped go toward a great program that Mental Health Association does called QPR and and it's suicide prevention training and, and helps people, you know, be able to recognize some of those signs with, with those that are in their lives. And QPR training is, is so vital. But there's not a lot of uh, funding for, for something like that and so we were able to help out a little bit in that way and I think that the proceeds from that day I believe were able to, to sponsor a, a full training someplace mm-hmm. and, and we were really excited about that. So that's, that's something that buying your book from the Big River Company, as sometimes we call them <laughs> in, in, our, in our world, you know that they're not doing they're not doing QPR training. That's just a way to be able to help support us and help support mental health association well.
2: Okay, so Pat, as we do, as we close out every show, I have the, the guest offer a bit of wisdom and to close this out by saying, go do good things. So Pat, take it away.
1: Jillian and I have a 16 month old son and the time that we're getting to spend with him is is really, it's more than a silver lining uh, of this of this whole endeavor. It's just been transformational for, for the two of us and, and hopefully transformational for, for him as well. But you know, at the same time that that's happening, you know, my dad is kind of stuck into his, where he lives and he really can't get out and, and do much of anything. And so we're trying our best to FaceTime and do that. But just a reminder, you know, to keep those loved ones close and it's really important to continue those relationships. So call your dad, call your son and, and have a little bit of a good time with them.
2: Yeah that's awesome. Mom, I love you. You're listening. I know you're listening. (laughs) We're social distancing, even though she lives a minute and 34 seconds away from me. So mom, I love you. And Pat, I love you so much. You are really a part of our big mental health association family. And I'm so excited to have this list out. And I'm so excited for you to be on the podcast. So go do good things, Pat. Go do good things, Pat. All right. Thanks, buddy.
0: COVID-19 has impacted the people Mental Health Association Oklahoma serves every day. People impacted by mental illness, homelessness, substance use, and justice involvement. And we continue to serve the most vulnerable in our communities, but that's coming with many unexpected expenses. We have established a COVID-19 relief fund to assist us in the emergency services we are providing. Help us serve our participants in need of rental assistance, mental health care, food and shelter, and other basic necessities. Go to Mental Health Association Oklahoma's Facebook page to contribute or visit our website at mhaok.org and hit the donate button at the top of the page.